Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by... Just Craig Rollback today. DK is not feeling well, so it is just the two young legends of the fall, Craig and I. The Seahawks lost to the Panthers, and he texts us, I'm out. I'm just not doing it this week. I can't. We're like, all right, I get it. Sam Darnold just beat you. Mental health day. Everyone gets it. You know, it just happens. Uh, I could have took one, too, based on how the Giants went. Same. Sunday of week 14 is over. We're going to give up some awards. Again, just Craig and I. So you know what? We're going to do it. It's just going to be all, all SpongeBob theme, probably. We're just going to get to it. This game, These games kind of suck today. Yeah. Sunday football was fine. Sunday Night Football was good, but for the last week of the fantasy regular season, I feel like you either had one of the five guys who put up 30 points and you won that week, or you struggled to get to 100, like myself. It was it was kind of a brutal week. I think we could just go like in reverse for a second. The Dolphins-Chargers game was so odd. Everyone picked the Dolphins to kind of crush, and I knew the Chargers were going to win when the, the the 35 people on the NBC Sunday or the NBC pre, pre-game show, all of them picked the Dolphins, and I was like, uh-oh. And also, this game was set up as, like, the ultimate referendum on Tua and Herbert. And, man, <laughs> has there ever been a, a larger gap in co- quarterback completions than in this game? Justin Herbert had 39 completions. Tua had 10. Well, DK, who, you know, may he rest in peace. The, but DK said um, that before this game, it was the bad faith Super Bowl. Yeah. And that was correct, because now this is game is just going to be held. Like, if two had won, all the people like us who love Justin Herbert would have been like, well, you know, teams versus players. But now that Herbert won, we could just hold it over to it forever. He looked I mean, terrible. He looked horrible, like truly horrible. And they were talking about how the Chargers defense was disrupting them so much because they decided to play press man coverage. It's like, OK, <laughs> that's not like some revelation. <laughs> it's like, cool. They're playing press man. Like, figure it out. 10, 10 for 28. Good Lord. That's all it takes. Jeez. Especially like, again, well, also because there was that insane play, the Tyree kill fumble recovery. That was one jet. It was a joke, but like genuinely was a rugby play. The fact that those yards don't count for fantasy. I don't I know how many out. friendships are going to end this week. You know, it was like a 60 yard fumble pickup and run for touchdown. He doesn't get any of the yards. He gets the touchdown. He gets the six points, but that's a 12 point play in fantasy. He gets six. How is that fair? 
it's categorized basically all the sites explained it basically as well it's kind of like punt return yards where if your player scores the touchdown you get the points but you don't but get it's the not yards. a special teams play that's the thing it's like a special teams i think the actual true answer is that it's not rushing yards and the way they actually pull the stats that is that it's rushing and because it's not categorized as rushing the actual box scores from the official league stats that all these sites are pulling from aren't registering and it's rushing. So they have nowhere to count it as, so they just don't do it. But it doesn't make any sense that a player can advance the ball and you don't get that yardage for the player. That just doesn't make sense. Does any one person in America have a problem with just making it a rushing yard? Does anyone care? Who cares? It's either just like in, in the in the ether out there and we just have no idea or we count it as rushing yards or receiving yards. Who cares? Why does anyone care? It's like the UFO. It's the unidentified yards. It's just like floating. But then though, the, pe the people who care are the people who are going to lose because you count those yards. And they're like, well, we got to go back through the rest of the season and we got to count all the yards that we didn't count. It creates a bunch of fantasy carry lakes. It's just like the recounts. <laughs> Next year, we need to reevaluate and, and figure out the whole fumble recovery yards thing because it's bullshit. Just, I don't care where they come from. Just find the yards. Just, I just need 20 yards. Just find the yards for me. <laughs> Something happened. And then Monday nights in Arizona. There's a know. lawsuit somewhere. Right. While we're on this game, the amount of times that we've made fun of Brandon Staley this season for the, come on, fourth down monkey. It's just go for down, it. fourth down, Brandon. Go for it. That's your thing, right? <laughs> then the whole game, he just keeps coming up over and over. However, uh, someone pointed this out that we gaslit DK on Friday. Andrew emailed us in to say, we did that. And DK was like, is that a quote? And we were like, no, DK, that's an original thought. Like, Ever try it for it? once, not yeah. just quoting movies all the time. Yeah. Guess what? That's a movie quote. It's from Zoolander. Yeah, but did they invent Dance Monkey? Or is Dance Monkey so ubiquitous that it can't be brought back to a specific, you know, time? But it's ubiquitous because it's in everything. It's in SpongeBob. It's in everything. But we did the Zoolander, like, Pat Oswalt's yelling at Zoolander, and he's just, like, dressed. I mean, there's, like, Dance Monkey, dance! That's definitely what we You think did. DK thought we came up with Dance Monkey? I think he... I think he was like, is the Brandon Staley dance monkey a thing? Not the term dance monkey, but I could be wrong. We'd have to get DK on the horn. Yeah, we'll ask him. I think I think we gaslit him. Anyway, I also gaslit you guys because we were talking about Mike Williams, Mike Evans. I convinced you both you said the wrong name, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I was wrong. A lot of gaslighting. All right. That's Sunday Night Football. Winners and losers of the week. Craig, what do you got for me? With this being the last week of the fantasy regular season, you needed your guys to step up today. The guys you've been counting on all season. And boy, oh boy, were there a lot of playoff murderers out there who destroyed your season and ruined everything in a fiery heap. Um, let's start with, who should we start with? Saquon Barkley, perhaps. So the first three on my list here, Saquon, Tom Brady, and Stefan Diggs, all three of which I had on my team today, I did not win. They've been pretty solid all season except Tom Brady. But let's start with Saquon, who I might nominate for second half of the season LVP. Saquon has been bad. Saquon has more rushing yards in week 10 this year than he has in week 11, 12, 13, and 14 combined. The Giants are a completely different team than they were in the first half of the season. Saquon looks like 2020 and 2021 Saquon. And it looks like he's doing the thing again where he's trying to hit the home run and he's getting hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage. I don't like their matchups moving forward. It's brutal. In terms of this game, the Giants were just outclassed by the Eagles from the entire time. And you're like, oh, it's almost like this is the best team in football and the Giants are starting Isaiah Hodgins and actually need him to perform. And their offensive line's banged up. And I, I can't even blame Saquon, but I will say we need to get a new memento tattoo for next year, which is you should just trade the MVPs of the first yes, half. Yes, always. When you're like, wow, Saquon, so glad I, wow, best pick in fantasy. So just trade that person. When has that ever, 
Like, when has the person who's been outplaying their expectation for the first eight weeks actually kept up that pace for the second half of the season? Perfect example of last year, Mike Williams. Like, it's just never going to sustain. Trade the guy. I, Cooper Cup probably last year. Sure. But, but he ended up, and he was fine down the stretch, but like he, I, he ended up being really good. But then, I mean, I guess. I mean, even Amonra St. Brown, like he got hurt. I don't know. Yeah. Just trade them. He's been really tough. And obviously you have to start him, but the guy's putting up like five points a game. I don't know what to do. It's going to be so frustrating when we don't remember this. <laughs> I know. You're right. <laughs> this is what we need Kai <laughs> to come back and tell us a year from now. Hey, guys, remember week 14, Saquon, three straight weeks of five points. Yeah, the Giants suck. Saquon, Brady, Diggs. But there were more people who sucked today. Yeah, Nick Chubb, seven points, worst game of the season. Like, Chubb and Stefan Diggs particularly are, like, the most consistent guys in the league. Like, you can depend on them. They're matchup-proof, whatever. Man, today, Chubb and the entire Browns offense, I mean, they've looked like a mess ever since Deshaun came back anyway. But he, he couldn't do anything on the ground. Diggs, that game was a mess with the Jets. It was raining. He put up five points. And then you keep going. Like, all these guys who you've been depending on all year. CeeDee Lamb had his worst game since week one. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Brady, that was a disaster. DJ Moore had less than one point. I Don't even get me started on DJ Moore. <laughs> it's been, it, it was a really rough day. A lot of guys didn't make the playoffs because of these superstars. Yeah, I think that Chubb and Diggs hurt because what you said, the consistency. Diggs, I actually would look, that was Stephon Diggs' like, lowest yardage output without a touchdown since 2019. Like, he was on the Vikings. So, that's just absolutely brutal. But then, all these other guys, I mean... Some of them, you're just like, you know what? That's I get what's coming to me. Like DJ Moore, I feel like an idiot for playing him. I feel like an idiot for having him. That's fine. But the Bucks getting destroyed, it was like the totality of it was unbelievable. I felt like watching, um, like one of the you ever seen those videos of like a sun like caving in on itself? No. Oh no! Like no one of the no. Well, honestly, I don't know if I've seen a video. I think it's just in movies, but <laughs> a planet, I guess, not All a right. sun. I'll look. I'll check it out after the show. <laughs> anyway. It was bad. That's all I'm trying to say. The Bucks, they had their first drive, went like 40 yards, 10 plays, but it was scripted, right? Like the first 10 plays. After that, they went three and out, three and out, three and out, turnover on downs. And then they just were like, let's just end the half with a kneel down. And then they come out of halftime and Brady throws a pick. And then the next time they get a drive from their first drive with the scripted plays, the next time they actually had a drive that got like multiple first downs, they were down 35 to nothing. I, I mean, I feel like I got my fourth text from you this year that was like, is this the worst game of Tom Brady's career? And it was up until the fourth quarter, which has kind of been the theme with Brady. He's like fucking Tim Tebow or, or Blake Bortles now, where it's like the first three quarters, the Bucs are going to have three <laughs> points. And then in the final five minutes, he's going to put up two touchdowns in garbage time. And I guess salvage the fantasy performance where if you just check after the game, you're like, oh, Brady, 200 yards, two touchdowns. But in reality, he, he looked like a skeleton out there for the first 40 minutes of the game. I can't believe he didn't come out. Like, I think it's kind of like a little window into how he is this good in the first place that he wouldn't come out of this game down 35 to seven with or three whatever. Minutes with left. Like three he was minutes playing. left. Well, I, that's like reckless. It's so, or maybe he's just so confident he won't get hit. I don't even know he's getting rid of the ball so fast. That was I wild. mean, Brady at this point is a matchup dependent quarterback where if he, if he's going up against like a strong defensive line, I don't, I don't know if he's startable in fantasy. I don't think he's worth betting on. I mean, the, the the offensive line is obviously beat up, but Brady is so immobile. And the wide receivers, every time they have a deep shot, Brady misses it, or there's a penalty that has it called back. It happened again today. Mike Evans set the record this year for most touchdowns called back, I bet. He had another 60-yard touchdown today called back. Oh, my God. Yes. It's unbelievable. But, yeah, man, I, maybe the Panthers are going to win the NFC South. <laughs> they went out. They <laughs> yeah, win the they, seriously. I, well, it's so funny because... 
It's so funny to think of like the first of the Bucks winning a division, but one of the wild card teams, whether it's the Cowboys or like getting them the Bucks. The difference of like getting, I don't care how bad the Bucks are, the difference between getting Tom Brady in the playoffs at Tom Brady's place versus the Panthers feels like one of the biggest differentials in the history of the league in terms of like who you could be playing in the playoff matchup. It just feels like completely different things. Other one we have to mention, but the I, probably the most brutal of all this week, the T. Higgins thing. T. Higgins literally ghosted people today. So he, zero points. He basically didn't play. He was taken off the injury report at the end of the week. And I guess he tweaked his hamstring in pregame warmups. He just didn't play. So everyone played him. He just gave him a goose egg. And he's done this, already done this to people this season. It happened in like week five or six or whatever. The Bengals were playing the Ravens Sunday football. And they're like, yeah, he's going to play. Zero concerns. And then he didn't play either. So, I mean, that's just what a, what a, like a, like an F you. Yeah. I'm usually a pretty merciless fantasy commissioner, but these scenarios, I, I start to be like, man, should we come up with a way to help people who are stuck in a situation? Like maybe we should get a backup choice here. Cause this is like, like when you're in the first quarter and you text your commissioner, like what the fuck I started T Higgins. I guess he's not playing today. Cause he hurt his hamstring 60 seconds before the game. There might need to be a rule instituted where you can actually get a replacement player. Well, this is one of those things where fantasy, the idea of fantasy substitution is delicate, but the real answer is like, the reason it doesn't happen is because it used to be like Bill Simmons playing fantasy in like 1980 and they would actually have to mail in and then you'd find out if you won two days later. So the concept that you could make an in-game substitution was like literally not possible. And so that it just hasn't been invented or standardized. I mean, there's no reason you couldn't just do it for your own league and figure out a system. And like, there's a thousand different ways, but like, yeah, this is the kind of thing where you're like, why can't we do substitutions again? Yeah. This is just like the one part of fantasy where I actually kind of understand. Usually like when the one guy's complaining, you're like, all right, dude, you're mad because you lost. But this is a, one of the, the more difficult predicaments, I think, in fantasy. Yeah, it's just the problem is then people just start bitching and bitching and then you give a mouse a cookie and then suddenly people just want to swap out, you know, Brady because, you know, he's old. All right, Craig, what's next? We have the uh, better late than never slash the fake God I called that guy award. <laughs> kind of just the randos who took off this week that completely saved your week 14. Well, hold on, wait. So explain the, the Billy Madison quote. You can do it. You go ahead. Well, just the thing of Billy Madison when like, I never, oh, the, the game show and it's with, which is incredible. And then he, the guy pulls a gun on him and then it's Steve Buscemi's at the end. Thank just, God. Like, I snipes called him that from the guy. corner. He's like, <laughs> but that was it. Just random people. Yeah, man. Can we start with Evan Ingram who literally led all fantasy football players in points today? He had 34 Evan Ingram. I, the Jaguars in general were kind of like the, the thank God I called that guy. Because they're, I mean, they're the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the league right now. Last week, the Jaguars, I can't say Jaguars, Jaguars. Yeah, you say it, you say it like it's Lizzie McGuire, but. McGuire. Jacksonville Jaguar. Jaguar. But I do think there is like a large group of, there are literally dozens of us who say it like that. No, I think it's like a third of the country. Jaguar. Yeah, I don't know why. How could we make. Jaguar. Jaguar. It's not even like I'm mad at you. I'm just. I don't know how so many people can pronounce it so differently, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the Jags. Last week, put up 14 against the Lions. The Lions. This week, they put up 36 against the Titans. Trevor Lawrence, three touchdowns, looks great. Basically, every other week, the, the Jags look like the three seed in the AFC. And then in the other weeks, look like a bottom three team in the league. So, But the Evan Ingram thing is an absolute revelation. I mean, I can't remember a time. Taysom Hill, I think, is the only other tight end who is like the guy who's, who's continuously on the waiver wire episode we do. 
for like 15 straight weeks. And then one week leads the entire league in points. Right now, Evan Ingram is the fourth, has the fourth most fantasy points at tight end on the entire season. I got nothing for you. Do you know who's fifth? Who? Taysom Hill? Yeah, of course he is. That (laughs) maniac. And you know what? Do I recommend starting Evan Ingram next week? Not really. I I guess you'd give it a shot, but I don't know. He had one target three weeks ago in a game. He had one target against Baltimore three weeks ago. He had 15 targets today. He had more catches, more yards, and more touchdowns today than he did in the previous four games combined. Literally, his previous month was not as good as today. So, and to be honest, it's been such a bleak year for tight ends as it is every year. Today, not that bad for tight ends. Like all the guys you actually needed and, and the guys you have had on your roster for a while kind of panned out. Like Pat Fryermuth delivered, did a touchdown, and Joku delivered with a touchdown. Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz, good games. Kind of like the new solid crew that's like formed in the last six weeks at tight end actually kind of all came through for you today. Yeah, it's kind of like you had like a, like, like you try to have like a get together party and you're like, oh, everybody came. That's weird. Everybody showed up. Yeah. I know. It was, it was nice. It, was, it took them 14 weeks, but they, they got here. It was, it, it was polite. Speaking of which, uh, the other one, forget just tight ends. Other, but thank God I called that yeah. guy. Better late than ever. All of the mid-round picks who were incredibly disappointing were good this week. Except D.G. Moore, who I hate. The other ones, <laughs> Jerry Judy. Sure. Three touchdowns. Yeah, whatever. He had six, he had six touchdowns. He had six touchdowns in his career entering today. Three today. I don't even know what happened. We did say, we, remember we talked about we were like weird shit's going to happen in this Broncos Chiefs game? Felt fishy. It's 27 to zero and it ended. I mean, this is a six point game and it was like actually close down the stretch. There are also all the, the, the quarterback concussions, Russ. And then, I mean, both the Steelers Ravens game, both both quarterbacks ended up leaving the concussions. Kenny Pick was allowed to come back in. I don't even know how that happened. But, but Judy had three touchdowns. Adam Thielen scored another touchdown today after kind of being like, left for dead earlier this season. Juju had his first touchdown in like a month and a half. J.K. Dobbins, just out of nowhere, back from the dead, activated off injury reserve, and then just comes back. Immediately has like 120 yards at a touchdown. Just runs for one long run. Does He looks injured. On like his first touch of the game, I don't really understand why he was even playing. The announcer's like, yeah, it doesn't look healthy. Just played the whole game. I don't understand. This is a really niche reference, but do you remember that video that went viral? It was a Madden video of Greg Jennings breaking his leg and there's a guy narrating it. Oh, yeah. You remember that? This dude broke his fucking leg. That's what J.K. Dobbins looked like on the 60-yard scamper yet. He's got like one stiff leg. It's like he's got like a wooden board tied to his left leg and he's like hobbling along. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this guy was deemed healthy to play? Also, shouts out to anybody who started him. It's really hard to start a guy fresh off IR, especially J.K. Dobbins. Didn't you start him? so shouts out me. Did you just want to shout out to yourself? (laughs) You know, the only reason why I started him, nobody cares about my fantasy league, but I have two leagues. I have Damian Pierce in both. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to get screwed in both if he he sucks. So I benched him in one and replaced him with J.K. Dobbins because I was like, fuck it. You were right. Nobody cares. However, I think it's amazing that you were like, shut props to the people. I wish you didn't know who's on my team because that would have just kind of flown right by you if you didn't know I had him. Well, Damien Pierce also. Yeah, man. Damien Pierce. I mean, we talked about him a lot on Friday. He had like an entire category around him because, you know, uh, tough times right now. There's a ton of buys and like Damien Pierce has been somebody you've been riding with the entire season. He's been extremely consistent up until like the last four weeks when the Texans are are in full tank for Wembenyama mode. And 
They're they're playing the Cowboys. You know, the worst part is when Yahoo projections catch up with a player's performance. Like for a while, when Damian Pierce was just getting started, he was projected for like six points a game because he was a rookie. And he was exceeding it every week because he became the starter. Then Yahoo caught up and he was averaging, or then he was projected like, you know, 14, 15 points every game. He started to suck. He continued to be projected like 14, 15. Now Yahoo has caught up and he's projected like eight or nine again. He's like back at like a a mid-level flex. And what do you know? In his darkest hour, all those stubborn people who dared to dream started Damian Pierce on the one in eleven and one Texans against the Dallas Cowboys, and the man had twelve fantasy points and a touchdown. Well, the, the Texans immediately rewarded us with the Costanza. Yeah, on Friday, we were talking about like, the, the, look, there's no possible way the Cowboys can lose. There's no possible. I mean, Texans big seventeen point underdogs is that too much? We're like, but if every instinct you have yeah. is wrong. The opposite must be true. And then the Texans immediately come out. They were winning at halftime. Yeah, they were winning until I mean, two minutes left also, of the game. They almost won the freaking game. <laughs> I I have to say, what was the, the funniest part was we were like, well, the Cowboys defense will dominate. The funniest part is they did. They just, the Cowboys just kept turning the ball over. Like the Texans got the first touchdown because the offense got the ball at like their, the 24-yard line. And their second touchdown, I think they got the ball at the 27-yard line. And then the Cowboys defense, it's weird to say they played well in this game. But the Texans literally got the ball at one point at the four-yard line, like four yards from scoring, and the Cowboys just goal line stand, didn't even give up a point. So, like, in a weird way, the Cowboys defense played fantastic, but Dak was, like, kind of off. But, dude, Tony Pollard was out of his mind in this game. This dude, like, I I can't believe he's kept it up, to be honest. If if we're doing the better, like, better late than never to, like, you know, freaking, I don't know, Jerry Judy... Tony Pollard deserves like the Lifetime Achievement Award for better late than ever. I know. We were trying to come up with like what this, like, is he the golden handcuff? I don't know what he is, but he is he is a specific type of fantasy player that only comes along like once in a decade. And I can't believe he's been so hot for, for pretty much every single game where he gets 10 plus touches. Yeah, like, what do they call Johnson on Game of Thrones? He's like the prince that was promised. He's like the handcuff that was promised. Like literally three years of just hearing Tony Pollard, yeah, if Zeke ever gets hurt, and it's like, cool. And we saw Tony Pollard get like one or two starts in three years, and it was like, you know, if Zeke ever gets hurt, and then Zeke just like never really missed time, and it was like, yeah, Jerry Jones just doesn't want to play Tony Pollard. Even this year at the beginning, didn't want to play Tony Pollard. And then the second Tony Pollard has actually started getting snaps this year, he is unstoppable. He's basically a top four running back every single week that he plays. Looking at his line, like, you know, it's sometimes when you don't have a guy in your fantasy team, you kind of just like forget how they're doing. You know, they've been playing well, but you don't really know. Looking his last six games, this is a staggering line. His last six games, 20, 23, 7, 33, 20, 33. So in five of his six games, he has 33, 33, 20, 23, 20. And he's a, he's a backup. That is the most important point is that he's not even technically the starter. Like, here's the thing, put it, On this season, Tony Pollard is like basically tied with Saquon to be like the sixth best running back. Like he's the sixth best running back fantasy. Tony Pollard is more than 100 fewer touches than Saquon. That's a bad way to say it. But like Saquon has more than 100 extra touches than Tony Pollard. They have the same amount of fantasy. Maybe we give him the the Deion Waiters award. The guy who does the most with the least. I don't know. I, but it's like if Deion Waiters, but what's the whole thing with Deion Waiters Ward? It's like you come off the bench and play like eight minutes and have a great line. Deion, who's the player that can play like 20 minutes, but lead the entire game in scoring? 
Like Zion, and then he gets hurt at halftime, but in the first half, he had like 30. No, it's like Clay. When did when did Clay have like the forty points on like nine dribbles? It's like it's like if Clay did that. Yeah, that's had, what every Tony Pollard. Did. Clay had thirty seven in the third of a game once. On yeah, 11 that's dribbles. like with every every Tony <laughs> Pollard game is just the Clay Thompson third quarter. Like that's it. Maybe that's what it's we call crazy. third quarter Pollard. I don't know. Email us ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. I need we need the Tony Pollard nickname you know award. What? You're right. We need a nickname for Tony Pollard. It's officially time. There's we nobody else like to, him. Nobody also, does we got, this. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com and a name for Tony Pollard. Also, you know what else with Tony Pollard? Can you tell me like anything about him? No. Like as a person? He went no. to Memphis where they just averaged 10 yards a carry and then we, the running backs don't get drafted. And it's the whole, I'm like, always like, every time I hear that, they, they were in draft mode. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why does every running back from Memphis average 10 yards a carry? Why don't we just do whatever they do on offense? But I don't know. I never follow up on that. Like, who's, like, the, that's weird. who's the head coach at Memphis? Like Antonio Gibson, like all these guys are just like, what's going on over there? I always read that. I'm like, huh, that's crazy. And then I just come back the next year. I'm like, okay, but I don't, I don't know. What else? What, what's next? All right. I, I want to talk about the guys who were just a waste of fantasy points today. Fantasy recycling. It's all just garbage. <laughs> These, these go nowhere. Have we been happy about you, anything other than Tony Pollard today? Uh, Tony Pollard. Wow, you're actually right. This is way more negative of a week than I thought. <laughs> this is super Jerry Judy was anyway, fun. Sorry, continue. Yeah, um, cool. These are just all the guys who just wasted away on your bench that you were. You couldn't even really be mad at yourself that you didn't start these guys because they haven't been that good all year. But man, some random blowups this week. Chris Moore, who, could you tell me who Chris Moore was two weeks ago? On the Texans, 22 points. <laughs> Zay Jones had 21. DJ Chark on the Lions had 21. Marquise Goodwin, 18 for Seattle. Richie James, your boy on New York, 15. Jarek McKinnon Ugh. was the number one running back in fantasy football today for the Chiefs. 29 points. And then last but not least, our boy, Mr. 20, 20 bedrooms, four bathrooms, Russell Wilson, 26 points for Russ. Not a single person on the planet started him, I guarantee it. No. Also, he flipped it again, which I keep doing. It's the four bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. Oh, yeah, it's right. Not, we keep saying, because we keep reflexively being like, well, nobody. There's no that. way that could be the case. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, the ratio doesn't stick in your head. But yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> the fact that Russ is even flipped, put in this bucket of like wasted. Like the only points. people who started him are people who, for, who haven't checked their league since like week three, like some coworker in your work league. That guy started Russ. Those people are either doing terribly or in first place. But I. One, I think I also might get my mansplained of the week because um, someone asked me, should I just play Jarek McKinnon? I was like, well, no, 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 because, you know, he did really well last week because, you know, the Bengals were up and they had to pass a ton. But they're playing the Broncos this week. So, you know, how much are they really going to pass to Jarek McKinnon? You know, flash forward. Yeah, what did he have? Two, like, 50-yard touchdowns in the first half? Yep. I mean, he he had more points today than he has, like, all season combined. So, again... Wasting away on your bench. We were talking, because again, like this, it's like all these fantasy points just wasted in the ether. And how much did we talk this year about, we think that we're recycling, but it's actually just getting thrown away in landfills. And that's how I feel looking at all these points. It's like, it's not being recycled in the ecosystem. It's just, it's just going back with the garbage. Yeah. It's like, I, I had a, I had my real crisis of faith with recycling back when I worked for that TV show, Kimmy Schmidt. And I just saw the guy at the end of the day, grab the recycling and the non-recycling, just dump it into one big bag, toss it in the truck. And I was like, well, everything I've ever known is a lie. I can't decide. It's true though, because especially now that I'm thinking about this, every time I go to recycle something, I'm like, 
am I a bad person if I just put this in the garbage? Or am I actually just like a sheep if I just think that there's a difference? You know those garbage cans where there's like the two holes in them, but it's just falling into one can? It says like recycling <laughs> the on the left. The it's just can. the same can. <sighs> All right. The exact opposite of the fantasy recycling. This is an honor of DK. This is the legends of the fall. These are the... <laughs> So this is why I drafted you guys. All like the first rounders who actually showed up and got you in the playoffs today. Christian McCaffrey, 150 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns. Looks amazing. And if you watched him play today, you're heading into the playoffs. You're like, okay, this is great. I'm happy of Christian McCaffrey. Derrick Henry, 150 scrimmage yards, touchdown. I mean, automatic. Jamar Chase, 10 catches, 119 yards and a touchdown. And then the sneakiest of all, Justin Jefferson, 11 catches. 223 receiving yards. Quietest 200 plus yard game I can ever remember. I can't remember a single highlight of his 223 yards. Well, he should. There wasn't a highlight because one, the Vikings are, we got to get to the Vikings being frauds. But for Justin Jefferson, he he had a play where he basically did like the sideline tiptoe and ran into the end zone. They blew the whistle dead and called him back at like the 20 or something. He was in bounds. He did not step out. So they actually robbed him of 20 yards and a touchdown. So he actually should have had like over 240 yards and a touchdown. But see, he he really didn't want, he wanted Evan Ingram to be the number one player in fantasy. So he was all right. Yeah. With it. The refs were like, hey, listen. Barring injury, do you think that'll ever happen again? Evan Ingram outscoring Justin Jefferson in a week? Like the rest of their careers? Pro- honestly, no. <laughs> also, as a Giants fan, I don't know if Evan Ingram had well, he had hundred. I don't know if he had 160 yards with the Giants. Like I know the stats will say that, but like I kind of don't. Be, yeah, what I don't believe it. He was there four years. No, I know he did. Like, but I kind of it's, it's a like, low stakes conspiracy. In your head, you can't actually remember him catching any passes. I'm seeing here that he had like almost 3,000 yards with the Giants. I don't believe it. Can we talk about 140 max? Can we talk about Fraud Watch and Las Vegas favoring the Lions? a five-win team against the Vikings, a 10-win team, and being correct. <laughs> well, it's a terrible line. It should have been Lions by a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> really, it should be, wow, Vegas, step up your game. Wasn't even that, close. That was like one of the leading segments, like coming into the game. Like the announcers, whoever it was, were like, yeah. man, Lions favored against the 10-win Vikings. Interesting. It was unbelievable. You know what we never talk about? We always, like, how many times does a team win a game? And they're like, you know, we heard what everyone was saying about us. And we, you know, we don't care what everyone says. Said people in this locker room, you know, we just use this motivation. We never hear about teams like today when the Vikings have all of the bulletin board material in the world. Like, literally everyone's saying they're frauds. The They are literal underdogs, basically more or less the first team ever with 10 wins to be an underdog to a five-win team. And then they just lose. What does that do to you? We're all weak. You hype. You know they did it. They hyped yourself up on that and motivate yourself. And then you more or less, because they only lost by what? They lost by 11. Yeah. But they were down like the whole game. Yeah. And the Lions just thoroughly outplayed them. Do you think Vikings players ever, do you think there's ever a few of them, a few guys who are kind of off in the back just being like, we're not, we're not 10 win good. And you start admitting it to yourself this week, and then one more loss, you start whispering it to the, the people you trust. And then you're screwed. Like, that's it. that stuff's insidious. Like, the second that seed is planted and you're like, you know what? I don't yeah. know if we have it this year. Like, if I had to guess, who do you think right now is going to have a better record to finish the season? Lions or Vikings? Starting now, moving forward. <laughs> no, stop. No, the Vi- no, the, the Vikings will. But the fact that it's the even Vikings a question will, is I'm not saying total at the end of the year. I'm saying starting now till the end of the season, who's going to have a better record? Oh, well, hmm. Interesting. So the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings scheduled down the stretch. 
They got to play the Colts with just, you know, Jeff's, Jeff's any given Saturday. The right. Giants suck. Packers, Bears. Uh, but the Lions, dude, the Lions are a better team. I could say that now. The Lions played I guess at the, the Jets. That'll be a tough game. They play the, the Panthers. They play the Bears at home. They play the Packers. It's a similar schedule to the Vikings. It's kind of just a coin flip. Dude, give me the Lions. Well, the I funniest thing, I, I can't, I wish, who said, I, I forget where I saw this, but someone's basically like, if you flip all the one score games, oh, Solik mentioned this in the Bill spot. If you flip the one score games, the Lion, the Vikings coming into this game were, you know, one in 10, or oh, sorry, or two in 10, because all the games they won were by one score. But if you just think of it as, you know, more or less kind of lucky and random. And I don't know, you saw that today. The Vikings, I'm sorry, Vikings fans. It's not fun when the entire national media is like, you suck, and then you do. And I remember vividly, like, late stage Eli, and everyone's like, Eli's awful. And I'm like, no, you're not. And then, like, three years later, I was like, yeah, they were right. But, like, so I don't mean to victory lap. However, they're not good. Dude, I, I think the Lions are the best team in the NFC North. I mean, I like to go back and relitigate wins and losses from the schedule earlier in the year. Like, the, some of the Lions' losses, like, they lost to the Eagles by three week one. Okay, not so bad. <laughs> They lost to the yep. Vikings by four. All right. They lost to Seattle by three. Again, not a bad team. Their last, they're five, they've won five of their last six. And the only loss in that six is the Bills by three. Can I trial a hot take for you? Yeah. My, I, my like hottest take I'm stewing over is NFL should probably just do the playoffs like committee style like college football does. Mm. Like, like we should just be able at the end of the season to be like, you know what? We're not putting the Vikings in. We're putting the they Lions They should do in. it by, we don't care. like, we don't give the way shit. I do it in my fantasy league, and a lot of leagues do this, is like, so six teams make the playoffs, but the, only the top four make it by record. And then after that, the next two are just points. So it's kind of just making sure that the best six what teams if it wasn't make even, it. <laughs> That's funny, but what if it wasn't even that? What if it was like Survivor? Like, there's a tribunal, and the other teams all just vote. I'm like, you know what? We like the way you played your game. Every coach has to make their pitch <laughs> in front of everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. <laughs> It's like Dan Campbell has to go out there and like pick it. And Brandon Staley has to go out and like pitch the analytics thing to like all the other coaches. He's like, I, I kind of like set the fourth down trend. Like I go for it and fourth down more than anybody. I'll make for a really fun playoff matchup. And you're watching on TV and you're like, I like Brandon Staley. And then you realize like the other people in the room, he loses like he gets like one vote out of the 30. And they're like, oh, no one like. Yeah, let's just guy. let's just elect who makes the playoffs based on vibes. <laughs> just the vibe. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. 
to find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Speaking of vibes, dude, Brock Purdy. Yeah, baby. 49ers. Had the whole family thing there. I feel like he won over, he won over my parents. I don't know about you. I mean, my, my dad's a, a born and raised diehard Niner fan, so I'm getting a lot of Purdy love uh, in my text groups today. All my friends are Niners fans. It's it's a whole thing. The Niners, there's something weird about Niners fans and their quarterbacks. It feels different than any other fan base. I don't know what it is, but like I think it's like the Shanahan. It's the Joe Montana, Steve Young thing. It's the it's like it's the inherited privilege that fan bases who had a good transition go. Because the Niners fans have it with uh, Montana to Steve Young. Packers fans have it with the Favre to Rodgers. And then like Colts fans were going to have it and then luck didn't work out. But like the fans where the transition went perfectly have this like air about them that it's like weird that we don't have a good quarterback. Well, it's just like, you know, there's those friends who just like are always lucky. It feels like the Niners at quarterback. It just doesn't fucking (laughs) matter who gets in. They're like, oh, Nick Mullins just like, Puts up the most yards in his first 16 games than anybody ever, except for Patrick Mahomes. And they're like, all right, Nick Mullins. And then it's like Jimmy yeah. G comes in and he's like, goes to almost goes to two Super Bowls. Brock Purdy is literally the last player taken in the draft this year. And he's like very serviceable and looks just, he looks exactly like Jimmy G practically. He's like super fired up. He already looks like a Niner for life. The real answer is that they hired Bill Walsh and then Kyle Shannon's the next Bill Walsh. It's the real yeah, answer. it's to- 100% Shanahan being a mastermind. But it's like it's just like fucking annoying that all these Niners quarterbacks just plug and play. On that note, Brock Purdy, only players in NFL history to throw at least two touchdown passes and run for a touchdown in the first half of their first career start are Brock Purdy and someone from 50 years ago named Don Strock. God, this is like another close box. Which is not quite it's not quite close box. But Don Strock, I'm telling you, so dude, funny. people just aren't named that shit anymore. No one's, no one names their kid Don Strock now. Don Strock from Pottstown, Pennsylvania. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive and kicking. <sighs> Good for this guy. Don Joe Strock is his name. Fifth round pick. <laughs> sure. Can I ask you a question? I have a really important question. Please. Brock Purdy. Good or bad name? Brock is like the, Brock is like a, uh, it's like stereotypical like three quarters like bro douchebag 90s rom-com it's, villain name. He's like three quarters of the way to a Chad. I think Brock's up there. Top five douchiest names, Brock. Easy. Hunter is number one. I don't think it's Hunter, but. You don't think Hunter's the douchiest I know a Hunter name? and he's, he, he, that's not his vibe at all. I know a Hunter. I'll call Hunter right now. Hunter's a huge dude. Hunter's the biggest douchebag I know. Your Hunter's a douchebag. My Hunter's a sweetheart. Hunter's well, number yeah, one. I'm just trying to think of like sitcom, like not sitcom, like uh, movie villain names, like teen teen movie villains. Brock, Ch- but I'm saying you have to name him now. If you if you were writing a script now and you wanted to do like your beloved super bad, but like for right now, I feel like if you wanted the guy you didn't like, you made him Hunter. Brock is not a bad one. Chad, Brad, Chad, Chad is Chad. It's yeah, yeah. Chad's like the male Karen. I don't know. Purdy, Purdy's not great. It's funny though. So it kind of works. Like people like saying his name. It's not a good name, but it's fun to say. I was going to say, cause obviously he was the last pick in the draft. Everyone knows Mr. Irrelevant. He was like, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. And then now the nickname, if you haven't heard that's come out is I guess everyone in the 49ers locker room just calls him big cock Brock. That's great. It's like big dick Nick, but elevated. 
Has anyone have a better nickname come up than Mr. Irrelevant to Big Cock Brock in basically <laughs> like 48 hours? Like that, what an incredible glow up for your nickname. Maybe as a parent, the best move is to just name your son something that, that rhymes with a, like an adjective for a penis or for like a nickname of a penis. Because then if he's, he's awesome, you got Big Dick Nick, you got Big Cock Brock. You can't lose. Name your kid something that rhymes with Dick Cock. Johnson, I guess you just name your kid Johnson. What about, you know, all the ways that that's not good? What about like being, you remember what it was like to be 11? Yeah, but what do you think they were calling him? Like Little Cock Brock when he was? Yeah, small, small Dick Nick. I don't know. I don't think people are doing that with the name Nick. Uh, you know, actually, my name was going to be Peter. And then my dad was like, what if people make fun of him? Because like his name's Peter. But then that as a euphemism for penis went out of style. And it's not really a thing yeah, anymore. Right. Peter, isn't it like Irish for penis? I, I don't know the origin, but like, I feel like it's just not a thing anymore. Like it was that and Dick, but the Dick has stayed, whereas Peter did not. Maybe I'm out of touch with the kids these days, but it, like if there's a kid named Nick at school, are people really making the Dick joke? I got to tell you, this is where we're missing DK. This is the moment where I'm just like, damn, DK would have such thoughts on what old names for Are kids were, sitting there in like PE in fifth grade and on the first day of school, they're like, all right, everybody, this is like Nick Miller. And everyone's like, oh, this guy's screwed. We're going to call him Dick for the yeah, next Dick year. Miller. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly how 11-year-olds think. That's how all the kids named Brock and Hunter think. Okay, maybe you're right. Should we give him a new nickname? What's better than Big Cock Brock? Do you have any? Well, it, I don't know if I could beat Big Cock Brock, but I mean, I have, pl I mean, I have plenty. Okay. They're not all better than Big Cock Brock, but I mean, I have other nicknames. All right, what do you got? I mean, Brock Star. That's not bad. What about Brock Hard? <laughs> Brocket Man? Dwayne the Brock Johnson? I had that one too. <laughs> He beats the Eagles to the playoffs. He's Brocky. Quarter Brock? Brock Obama. Oh. But Nick Bosa likes Brockadile Dundee. Brock Choi. Brockham Sockham Robots. Newt Brock Choi. Sorry, that just hit. How is that cool? What's how does that make you seem cool? Brock Choi's a vegetable? I don't know. Kai, our producer, Chewbracca. That's good. Brockton loaded. He doesn't look like his any hair. Brock Purdy is the Brocky Top. Purdy Woman. Brock and Roll. Okay. Out of all those, you had well, you had one good well, one. Uh, I'm, are you done? I'm not I'm done. I'm done. You still going? Go ahead. Purdy for 30. Oh, that's good. That's that, I mean, that would literally be the name of his 30 for 30, which at this point, I think he's already qualified for one to be made the way that people treat him. I feel like there's, they, <laughs> they started filming that today. Yeah, I had Dwayne the Brock John. Also, the Hurt Brocker. That's good. And then most importantly of all, Brock Don Strock. Brock Don Strock. <laughs> Brock Don Strock. Brock, come to us. We'll, we'll be your PR team. We've got a lot of ideas over here. Dwayne the Brock Johnson, we'll get you in an action movie with him. Come on. <laughs> All right. Probably enough of that. Waka Brock a flame. <laughs> Waka Brock. Have you seen that video of Waka Flocka doing the, the song where he's just like, Waka, Waka. But have you seen... Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, dude. I love that guy. Bow, 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 That's the best. That was the best era of just like pop rap. Dudes like Waka Flocka just cranking out songs like No Hands. It was like made for like high school proms. It's the best. Burn book. I got one. Locked and loaded. Do you? Oh, yeah. Who do you got? Gabe Davis. Mine's Mike Evans. <laughs> okay, I understand. 
Yeah, yeah. No, Type I, in Mike I, Evans right now. Look at his last yeah. five games. It's oh, a disaster. God. I don't know what you do. I honestly don't. I feel bad for anybody who has Mike Evans. I have no advice. I, uh, real talk. DK texted me in a moment of weakness on before Monday. I'm outing him on Monday Night Football and was like, I need like nine points. Do I play Mike Evans or Rashad White with Marshawn Lattimore not playing the game? And I was like, come on, man. You got to play Mike White. I was mean, saying Mike White. <laughs> if only you could do the White Lotus. But Mike Evans. And then like three quarters went by and I just texted him. I'm so sorry you're going to lose. And then he ended up getting it. Mike Evans. Oh, my God. So he hasn't had... 60 yards since week eight. Oh my God. Dude, it's bleak. So he's, oh my God. Oh my God. You know, my heart just skipped a beat. If you just, if I just like look at since week eight, this is exactly what Deontay Johnson's page looked like. Five for 52 for 31 for, I'm like, this is Deontay Johnson. And then with every game, there's an asterisk and it says 67 yard touchdown called back. He's been worse than Gabe Dave. He's had like two Evan Engrams of, of games. Yeah. Oh my, well, you're right. Wow. He is like Gabe Dave. But wait, he's Mike Evans. He's Gabe Dave. But if, if Gabe Dave couldn't be benched, he'd be Mike Evans. We haven't burned a single buck this year, which feels impossible. We need to burn a buck. Yeah, you're right. Let's burn Mike Evans. Dude. Wow, I'm down. All right, we can burn Mike Evans. Holy cow. Yeah, he's been so bad. Remember in like August when it was so intriguing because we thought Godwin would be back for a while and we're like, oh. Turns out every player on the Bucks has been a disappointment. They're playing Cincinnati next week. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. Mike Evans on the entire season has, he's played one fewer game, but um, almost the same exact amount of points as TJ Hawkinson. He has seven more points than Curtis Samuel. The last six weeks, I bet you he's not a top 60 wide receiver. Do week nine to now. Since week nine. Oh my God. <laughs> top 70? Like, where is he? Since he is, it's a good call. He is 67th since week nine. Mike Evans, since week. Fewer points than Trent Sherfield, fewer points than Marquise Goodwin, and Marquise Goodwin has a few, one fewer game than Mike Evans. Mike Evans has basically been Noah Fant in the last month. He has less points than Julio Jones, uh, who's his teammate. <laughs> God, I feel so bad for all the people who drafted the Mike famous. Evans. He has fewer points than Kate Otten. Oh my, he has fewer points than Isaiah Hodgins, who I keep. <laughs> This is a bad faith because he should have touchdowns. But anyway, all right. Yeah, Mike Evans, read the bird book. See ya. Oh, my goodness. RIP. All right, wait. Can I, uh, can I end this on an email? Sure. Got an email from Michael. Michael. I wanted to email about my family's confidence pool where we rank all the NFL games each week on a scale of 1 to 16. And then, you know, 16 being the most confident oh, yeah. one the least. I used to do this. Points. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you're 16, you know, get 16 points if it's right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In addition to me, my mom, my dad, my brother, my wife all participating, we also put one in for our cat every week. And the cat picks, of course, the cat teams. And then, you know, there's also a hierarchy. If there's no cat teams involved, we pick a bird team. If there's no bird team or cats, we pick the fish team, et cetera. Then just other animals. The cat has won the family pool for the last seven consecutive weeks. <laughs> I thought they were letting the cat choose by like putting, you know, a cup on one side of the room and a ball on the other and it, whichever way it goes, that's how it picks a team. So they're just picking the teams they think the cat would pick. It's literally like March Madness when someone's like, I just picked the cat mascots and they won. They're like, oh, there's no cat in this. I'll just pick the dog. It's like that's Or I guess they don't pick the dogs. I don't know. But like I. That is astounding. And. Really saddening, to be honest, because it really makes... Every time you hear one of these stats, you're like, none of this is worth anything. 
Every, all everything we're doing is is fake. Wow. Well, you know what? That's a really good nihilistic ending here. Without DK, DK would be. Bad. Maybe we'll get that cat to host next time when DK's out because he seems smarter than all of us. <laughs> Stupid cats. All right. Well, let's get out of here right now. Thank you, Craig. Oh, Thank you, Kai, for production help. That's bad. Those super troopers. Yeah. Those super troopers reference. It wasn't like. Meow in isolation is not a good joke, but like the Super Troopers reference. Okay. I missed that. It went over my head. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Oh, now what? Me or you? Oh my God. He's not here. (laughs) Oh my God. Kai, do you want to? Kai, slack us one. Kai, slack us a band. And if you don't, I'm going to say Waka Flocka Flame. (laughs) Thank you, Waka Flocka. Kai has not responded. It might be Waka Flocka's moment. Oh, Kai says Waka Flocka. No Hands, one of the all-time greats from the early 2010s. And when did that song come out? Right around there. An absolute heater. That was back in the like Waka Flocka, Flow Rida, Wiz Khalifa. Everybody was just like making party rap. Great time. It's a great time to be like 17 and an idiot. A Waka Flocka concert was the first time I ever like saw a mosh pit. Like You went live. to a Waka Flocka? It was like a festival. And then I went to the Waka Flocka. And first of all, easily the most drunk I have ever seen a person performing on a stage. It was unbelievable. That's awesome. It's one thing to hear about mosh pits as a concept. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think I really got it till I saw it. Kind of terrifying. I have no interest in the the mosh pit scene. (laughs) I was like, what is the super bad line? Were you like, you ever seen a mosh pit on its own? Not 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 for for me. me. Not for me. Uh, Shouts out No Hands What a song Goodbye everyone